Now, Cam, uh, f uh, you 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 go to uh, Staples, and you've been trying this for a lot of years. You've been trying to find irregular sized uh, USB sticks. Uh, you're looking irregular sized anything. Yeah, um, you're looking for a lot of three gigabytes, and they'll say, "Sir, three no, gigabytes. you can just like four. And you're like, "No, no, I don't need that much." Can I have a uh, paper that's in between legal and letterhead? Yeah, you're always asking for a a uh, seven. Ten and a half, which is not a size of, of sheet. I believe ten, eleven and a half is ex the exclusive kind of, you know, the, the size that we've all agreed well, on. Yeah, yeah, enough people will ask, they'll roll it out. You right? think so? Yeah, maybe. Well, you also used yeah. to work at that uh, paper supply, or not paper supply, but like office supplies. Like, you know, this is your... This, this is my bread and butter. Arguably area of expertise. Yeah, I didn't really learn much product knowledge because I didn't think it was that important. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sh short of springboarding you into the career you might have now, that I was mean, just a I mean, flash there's in like, the pan. There was like, you know, 4,000 SKUs, right? So get to know paper, get to know like, know your paper prices, know the different types of paper you got. If someone wants a specific pen, I'm not going to be like, listen, the new paper, paper jets just came out and let me tell you, the one you're using is inferior quality. You should definitely look into this. No, yeah. I'd just be like, you won't. You I'm, I'm, cur sure. I'm currently using a Uniball. Uniball. Uniball Eco. Uh, I have a, a series of what I would call, quote, nice pens that I haven't paid a cent for. I find I find nice pens laying around all the time. I don't know who buys pens. I haven't bought a pen or pencil in 15 years, and somehow my stock is not dropped. Yeah. I think I have too many. I mean, we have boxes upstairs just full of pens. I had to throw... Yeah, I same thing. It was like I had a bunch of those like standard Bic blue pens, you know, that you buy in a pack of whatever. Yeah. And... Someone does. We don't know. I, I don't... Not me. And I had so many other pens. I was like, okay, all the Bics, they all just have... They all got to go. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. That would be a good free on Kijiji. Pens. Don't need them. Pens. Don't need them. Because someone's buying them. I guess the offices I wear. I think people will steal them from offices. I think that's the answer. It's white-collar crime. White-collar crime. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure every single year, uh, come, you know, major corporations lose millions of dollars in post-it note thefts and erasers and whiteout. I think whiteout less common, but pretty a little bit. Well, sorry uh, if you're not making a mistake all the time. What, whiteboards? Or, sorry, whiteboard markers? Exactly, the erasers. Sharpies. Yep. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Off Supply Talk. <laughs> Kick it! Tonight on Two Seas in a Pod. 96.7 on your. Two C's in a pod, 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 just like two C's in a pod, two C's in a pod, because we're two C's in a pod, two C's in a pod, just like two C's in a pod, two C's in a pod at gmail.com. That's right, you're listening to Pen Talk. You're listening You're listening to Pen Talk here on the two C's in a pod. And we have a special guest here, folks. We have a should I even call that former office supply salesman? Wow. Uh, top top of his class in Kitchener, Hamilton, as well as Mississauga. Cameron, 
How's it going tonight? Yeah, you on the wide there? My name is Cameron Osborne. I'm one of the hosts of your show. And we have the pen expert himself, Cam LeClaire, sitting on the other end. That's me. Uh, your your shirt is open. It is, uh, you know, the summer is winding down. Uh, we hope all you kids are having a great time back at school. Yeah. I, 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 all I the know, kids who do listen to this drive? show, you know, this show does not have a parental control lock on it. Uh, you don't have to be a certain age, although the little explicit thing is right beside it there. But uh, who knows? We could have some kid, kid listeners. Kid listeners, let us know who you are. Twoseasonspot at gmail.com. How young are you? Let us know how old you are and how young you are. <laughs> you're but right, please don't send us any pictures. You're right. I should have phrased that. How old are you? Not how young are you? That's what you say to grandma, not to the 12-year-old kid. Right. Right. 12-year-old right. kids hate that. How young are you? I'm old. Yeah. Right. Well, if you're, if you're up, yeah, probably, you know, if you're still counting your age in the, uh, uh, and three quarters. Yeah. Half is okay. Yeah. That's Half a year is an amount of time that you're allowed to measure. Three quarters. No way. I don't know. Do you still say halves? I think, I feel like. I would say half. You know, when you're kind of like, I'm like, I'm, tw I'm 29 and a half. No, maybe not. Maybe maybe you're right. I'm too you old for that. just kind of say your age, yeah. Yeah, I've started kind of creeping into now just saying I'm 30. Um, or like I'm almost 30, you know. But I don't also don't like the almost suffix or the prefix. Yeah. Might just start, you know, I'm 30. Because, you know, we are only a month and a half I'm gonna away. I'm going to start from. saying I'm 45. Well, that's a bit of a stretch cam because uh, you are, you're, you're, you're not even on the other side of... How old do you think I could, like... Before someone goes like, mm, I think I could pull off. I'd be like, I'm 33 years old, and so I'd be like, okay, yeah. What's that? What's that? A that what's, what's that magic that age number? Max? I don't know. Fuck. I would think maybe you could, like you could, I say you could pull off 30. Definitely. 33. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't think 33. Uh, I've the thing is I've seen some people that like used to be like really, and then you're like yeah, and they're like okay. Like, no one's like, mm, I think you're lying about no, this. No, I think you need, well, you know, you need some more wear and tear on your face, I think. Uh, yeah. You know, just experience, you know, because even just, yeah, you know, that's six years of summer sun that hasn't been beaming down on you, right? Yeah. That's going to cause the wrinkles. That's going to cause the this, that, the other. Uh, you know, th six extra years of beard thickness growth. We got uh, someone who works for us in Florida, and they're pretty old. And how old thought, are they? I thought they were like 90, but they've oh, just Jesus. lived in Florida their whole life. They're like 65. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The floor a Florida 60 is. Yeah, must be. It's the, it's the leathery skin, right? Yeah, just. Yeah, like not not particularly appealing. Oh, you got in that cup. What we got in this cup. Oh, Ooh, you got in that cup. Yeah, it's those it's those it's those Mio squirts. God, oh, that was something fun. Hell yeah! You want you want some fun in your water? Try a little Mio Squirt. I thought you were gonna be like, I got uh, a triple sec with uh, blue tangeray, uh, with a little bit of bitters mm. and then a t touch of salt. Well, I have something just as good, Cam. It's just Tito's vodka, water, and cranberry Mio. <laughs> oh, you do have vodka. In Essentially, okay. it's a vodka cran. Um, cool. But with Mio, Mio drink instead. Uh, folks, we're seven minutes in the show. We have a great show coming up. 
course, episode of MacGyver. We're kicking along. We have all the headlines and asinines. But let's get into this week's podcast with first looking at last week's podcast. Because uh, we've got some notes. Notes. We've got some notes. We've got some notes. 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 we got some notes. Coming up first in the notes, Cam, you just sort of brought this to my attention just broadly and generally regarding uh, the all the endings of Stephen King books. Yes. Being like broadly unliked. And I was like, no way. The endings are fine. You're totally right. Reddit is going off about, uh, I didn't know there was such a, a, a okay, un- before, unanimous before you, buzz before, about this. Before he saw, before he said that, I don't know. I, I don't know why this came up, how we talked about this, but I'm listening right now to Stephen King's, uh, the shining on audiobook, And I have three hours left in it. So no spoilers. Oh, we're no, no, no spoil, no spoiling or anything. Yeah. Reddit seems to have a problem. Reddit seems to also agree that, uh, the endings of Stephen King books are, uh, not 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 as not as satisfying as the uh, the middle of them, and I'm like, huh, okay. The middle of it, this one's great. It's heebie-jeebies all day. It was 15 hours, but I was in a car for so long. I only have three hours left. Wow. And that I means, started on. That Thursday. means you were in a car for approximately 12 hours. I was in a car for a long time. <laughs> Cam, you just got back from your camping weekend. We'll hear about that. Um, and your next note is John eight seven. I guess a little bit further removed from John 3.16. In the New Testament, uh, we were asking ourselves about casting stones. That, that, those who that, cast the first, All that, of those, those kinds of things. Those should not be cast. Let, so pretty much what's happening here, song. right? So pretty much what's happening here is that there's a moment where Jesus and some of his buddies are attending a public stoning of a woman who is accused of committing adultery. Kind of like it's, uh, you know, like a little festival, like a dunk tank at your high school uh, fun fair. Uh, you know, a bunch of people walking around. Um, however, during this uh, dunk fair uh, horror stort- stoning, uh, no one wanted to be the first one to throw the stone. I get you, uh, between, reading between the lines, kind of like the shoe. Uh, this firing squad uh nobody wanted to be the first one to do it and kind of knowing who you know they were the ones who wanted to die so they asked old jesus christ what he had to say about it and he responded to the folks by telling him that he that is without sin among you let him first cast a stone at her and all these so uh, jesus was fine with this well he was like hey so you want to stone a sinner so if all any of you are not a sinner yeah, you guys throw first. All and these motherfuckers are looking around at each other to think of themselves shit. Not a single stone was thrown because everybody they all had a bit of sin in them. Mm. So the whore gets away scot-free, and we all learn a very valuable lesson in the process. Um, but yeah. Jesus hates whores? Pardon? Jesus hates yeah, whores? Yeah, Jesus hates whores. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> but that's it. That's a little bit of a Catholic or Catholic wisdom for a day. Jesus loved whores, I think. Famously, Mary Magdalene, uh, probably the most famous prostitute of all time. Also, uh, I can't, I can't think of a more famous prostitute. Um, good point. That, yeah. yeah. On, my, taken. On, I, I mean, folks, let us know at home. Two scenes at gmail.com. Is there a more famous prostitute than Mary Magdalene? Uh, runner up, I think, would be Julia Roberts's character in uh, in Pretty Woman. But that, uh, but that's fiction. Let's stick with reality here. We're talking the Bible, the Bibla. Um, <laughs> and that's all. And that's all the notes we have. That's all the notes we actually have for the week. Uh, yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. So I was right on something. Yeah, I just remember someone telling me about that, which is kind of disappointing because I know I'm getting to the end and I'm like, <sighs> it's that same thing, right? It's that 
Well, everything else has been great so far, but can he tie in a nice bow? And I don't think he can. And you've seen the movie. Gotta, Have you seen the movie The Shining? No. No, I'm going to watch that next. Ooh, because I, I hear they're different. And uh, I don't know, because I haven't. Oh, my God, excuse me. I haven't read it, so I don't know. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I've noticed some things, because I, like, I know the general scenes from the... You know, the pop culture references, the blood coming down the elevator. Here's Johnny. You have the twins. You yeah, got Johnny. Red rum. Red rum, red rum. Red rum, red rum, red rum. Red rum. But I guess, does, does he describe the finger wag that he does while he does it? Or like, the, uh, like that, that rah, 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 thing? Uh, or is no, that maybe just a yet. movie thing? I don't know. You'll find out. That might be a movie thing. I'll find out. I'll, I'll, I'll do I'll do a I'll do an update uh, once I finish both, and I will give you my my thoughts. That'll okay, be a maybe like a, a bit of a what could the segment be? Cam's Cam's thoughts. Deep deep dive into the king. <laughs> okay, so this is a deep dive into the entire uh, uh, no, just one bibliography. I might do, I might do Doctor No next because I'm really enjoying the audiobook version of it. It keeps you on your toes. Mm-hmm. But no, Doctor Doctor Sleep. I think oh, yeah, Doctor No that, is the uh, is a James, that's Bond, James Bond movie. But Doctor Sleep is similar, though, right? It's on the same premise. Like I've heard it's supposed to be it's supposed to be Buddy, but years later. I didn't see it, so I'm not sure. But this is like a thing I think where it's like there's like a group of people like hunting those with the Shining. So I'm not sure. Hmm. Interesting. Or the Shinnin, as it's known sometimes. Hmm. Haven't heard that one yet. No. Um, he also has very uh, some very erotic parts in his literature, which oh, I was yeah? surprised by. Yeah, erotic. Just talking, about, uh, just, just talking about seed dripping down a woman's leg. Ooh, like seed. Just, you know, some pretty spicy stuff. Wow. I was jerking off when I was driving. Really? Yeah, when you were driving too, which is one of the. Uh, are you? Like that has to count as distracted driving. Good thing you didn't get pulled over. Yeah. Well. Like if you're not yeah. allowed to, like. I got. I pulled something. <laughs> uh, that's great news. Glad to hear that you're masturbating uh, and healthy. that you're <laughs> that you're driving. Uh, and I guess we have no updates on Hernia Watch 2021. Hernia Watch doctor's office called me like, "Have you got an appointment yet?" I'm like, "No." Yeah. That's good. This is good. <laughs> Dogs. Um, and then I just told him, yeah, I'll, I'll drive to the doctor's office and get myself an appointment because this seems to not go quickly. That's too bad. Yep. That's a shame. Ugh, she, I think she's going into heat or something because she has just been crazy A lately. dog in heat. That would yeah. be exciting, right? She's uh, already been in heat once. It just makes her, like, she's just crazy right now. Normally little, she's sleeping. You put little diapers on her? We did for a little bit, but yeah. now... It's her time because yeah, it's her, her time of the month. Exactly. Actually, kind of like time of the year. They only get it like twice a year, so. Okay. Okay. Fun well, jeez. I guess you have to. I guess you have to uh, figure that out. Yeah, not much to think about. There's <laughs> not much to figure out. Just, just gotta just deal with it. Yeah. Roll Amen. with the punches. Is that what they Amen. said? Who? I don't know. Somebody. <laughs> the guys. The, the the dog people. The dog um, people. What was I gonna tell you about? I don't know. Uh, it's gone. Just plowing ahead here. <laughs> yes. Oh, I sold a putter on on uh, Kijiji. Okay. Seventy five bucks. That's great. Yeah. Sold to, on uh, Kijiji. Sold on Kijiji. Yeah. What did I sell this week on Kijiji? Um, but had to get Dan to. The deal's happening tomorrow. 
the sit down. So the guy's in Toronto, and then I gave it to Dan to deliver to him, and he's going to come pick it up. A little bit confusing, but uh, that's my big that's my big sale of the week. Oh, I don't remember what I told you, because this one this one's a, a segment of grind my gears, Cam. This Ooh. one grinded my gears. All right. Now I think we we premiered the segment uh, a little while ago, right? I think this has a happened while. once before. Yeah, this one this one is a um a cor- corporate version. So we have uh, on Friday a town. Ta- a town hall for the whole company, right? Where they basically, uh, when's this coming out? Yeah, tomorrow. This will be coming out on the 20th. Okay, so I won't give too much details, um, but just because we're a public company, um, they just make some big announcement and we're all like very surprised by it, right? And we're like, okay, that's, uh, that has a, there's a lot of questions to that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and then they're like, they kind of just go, any questions? Okay, we're going to play a game where everyone has to say one fun fact about themselves and say who they are. And I'm like, I don't think this is the time to do this. I lost my mind because I'm like, are we just going to pretend everything's okay now? Like we're just going to glance over this and be like, yeehaw, let's all say fun facts. Mm-hmm. Second grind in my gear is two separate people as their fun facts, or I think it was funny things about yourself, is... Two people, two separate people said, I'm sort of funny sometimes. That's not, that's more, that you need more than that. That's all they like, said. Like, hi, I'm Mike and I'm sort of funny sometimes. I'm sort of funny sometimes. Oh, yeah, you sound like it. You so sound what, like a hilarious guy. So what'd you say? I said, my fun fact is that I once cleaned toilets for a summer job. That's not a fun fact. So, sorry, porta potties for a fun for a. For a <laughs> yeah, regardless, regardless of the shitter you're cleaning, that's not a fun fact. Like a fun fact would be if you're like you know, I used to I'm Cameron Beatty, Osborne, but... and my uncle played drums in the band that sings the song "Hooked on a Feeling." But that he would, didn't. Yeah, but but it's fun. That would be a fun fact. Yeah, but it's not even true. Yeah, okay. but it's here's that's here's fun. my always fun facts. Here's my fun facts always. Um, some people confuse my testicle with a baseball. Um, <laughs> and, now, and now, that really became a problem one time. You were sitting in the outfield at a Jays game, and a home run came right for you. A couple guys kind of missed it, trying to catch it in the air, and uh, all of you were kind of climbing on the ground to, uh, find the, uh, to find the home run. That really became an issue for you. Yeah. It was yeah, people were just grabbing your ball. Second fun fact. I once sung the national anthem at a Blue Jays game. That's a fun fact. Third fun fact. Woo! I, I was once a beekeeper. That's pretty fun. Yeah. That's a bet all I got. That's and those are that's way more fun than I. Yeah, I'm Kevin Claire. I clean shitters. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I clean poop sometimes. And one time I found a phone in there, and oh boy, I guess my what? Phone. It still works. <laughs> <laughs> guess what? It still smells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be more fun with your facts, Cam. Even if you have to ex- ex- exaggerate or. <laughs> my fun fact is I'm actually Keith Richards. You're something plausible enough that, like, my, you know, no one that that no one would care enough to call you on. Here's a good one. If okay. you want like a simple lie, fantastic. You'd be like, um, my fun fact is my sister's uh, married to Jay Onright's brother. 
boom. That's enough of a thing where boom. nobody's and no going one's gonna, to. No one's following the details yeah, on that exactly. one. Exactly. No one's going to care. Like, you have a sister. You're like, don't ask questions you don't want the answers to. Yeah, like, oh, I'm not going to tell you my sister's name, creep. Yeah, you fucking So you can sit loser. there and jag o, jag off. Yeah. While you're driving. <laughs> you sick, you sick fuck. You sick loser. Fuck you. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. See, and the next you thing you know, you're fired creep. because you just told the CEO to go fuck himself. Oh, you have a sister? Fuck <laughs> yourself. Yeah, folks, if you you're answering, creep. you have to answer one of these fun questions, whether it be in an interview, uh, job fair, any of that kind of thing. Um, your sister is married to Jay Onright's brother. Uh, you Use that one. That's a good one. Use that one. And or Dan no one's no one's following up on that. Nobody, one. That. literally nobody is going to follow up on that. You're you're safe. Yeah. Uh, my name's Cam Claire, and um, my brother's uh, un- step uncle in law is the founder of Calico Cut Pants. It's a real website. Look it up. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sure, is that uh, sure? Cal- calico cat pants. Calico cut pants, but you gotta give. Oh, right. Is that. That's something else. That's a bit, I think right? You leave. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say that, that is a bit. Pants. I, I was like, where do I remember that one from? Uh, you gotta give. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's take a step into the past. And, sure. Uh, again? <laughs> <laughs> again, where we evaluate as a critical piece of art. MacGyver <laughs> in Fiverr. Ma 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 MacGyver in five. It's time for MacGyver in Fiverr. MacGyver in Fiverr. It's time for MacGyver in Fiverr because we only have five minutes to recap this week's episode of MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> Great introduction. I'll take it from there. That's right, folks. Every single week, uh, we explore another one of the adventures of Special Agent MacGyver. Still no first name, right? Uh, I think I would have caught that by now. Um, played by Richard Dean Anderson, which, <laughs> funny side note, Jess's dad used to go into the hairdresser in the 80s and give him like a like MacGyver's photo, and like that was the haircut. Apparently, all the young men wanted in uh, 1986, which is where we find ourselves. Uh, we have five minutes to recap the entire now, week's episode. Can we, can we pause there? Because I want to make sure we're good here. The second commercial break on this one was at 40 minutes. It was super long. No, the second commercial break was like super, or not that, not quite that, not quite that late. No. Was there three commercial breaks then? Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> Well, let's see. Do we do we pause the show and figure it out off air, or we just go right into it? Um, you know what? We'll, we're gonna roll with this. One. We're gonna un unedited, untaped, unedited. We're gonna roll with this one, yeah. Okay, Cam. Well, I'm kicking it off, and I, I, I went to that middle time. Uh, I did go to that middle commercial break there, uh, so we will see where we end up. But either way, we only have five minutes to kick it oh, off. I don't have a phone on me, so yeah, I'll let you just actually. Yeah, just tell me when the timer's up. I'll I've got the happen. timer. Uh, God, what's the uh, what's the episode? Episode number? five. Episode five. What was it called? The heist. The heist. We have five minutes. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, and we 
open with an airplane landing in a beautiful sunny beach airport with a man named Sims getting off and he's scared the police are chasing him here. He's there to meet a man named Kaplan, Catlin to exchange $60 million in diamonds. Uh, we meet Catlin, he ensures us that we're all safe, but he ends up being the one pulling the trigger, killing the fat man named Sims who's on the run. Back in Washington, Mac is talking to a senator who hired Sims to look after these diamonds, but he took off and ran instead and he is super embarrassed. So Mac is off to the Virgin Islands to meet the senator's hot daughter, Chris, for some more information. Chris tells us that Catlin is a warmonger known round the world and we get a very first-hand account of that when we uh, watch him uh, pool fighting a bunch of guys with a kendo stick. He is one tough dude. So of course, you know, Mac has a plan. What's the plan gonna be? He's just gonna walk in there and steal the diamonds. We arrive at Catlin casino with a plan to win a bunch of cash. We have to go down to the vault, uh, like, to protect the cash or to store it um, or something. So we get into the casino, and when we see a waitress spill a drink on a, by accident on a guest, we use a paperclip and some thread to pull down a woman's dress, creating a very embarrassing distraction, which gives us enough time to steal dice from the craps table, where we take them to the washroom and we buff out the edges of the dice, so uh, we trick them. Uh, with a shoe polisher so that all of our rolls end up hitting big sevens and boy do we start hitting baby we're making some serious cash despite the suspicious eyes of the employees when catlin arrives um we swap out the dice with a normal pair and dispose the trick dice into our drink we want enough cash so we head down to the vault and the vault's super small does not seem like the diamonds are in here we get back up to the main floor but when we arrive the uh the waiter emerges with our tricked dice in a cocktail glass so the chase is on after some running some gunplay and exploding co2 tank we get away the next morning chris wakes up feeling reinvigorated holds max hand gives us coffee in bed but awkwardly leaves so we devise a new plan to get the diamonds out of the suite by chris starting a riot and cam i kick over to you okay uh, a little bit off the cuff here but uh to create the riot we're going to set up a pandemonium going on within the casino while Mac is going to go into the hotel room where the presumable diamonds are. To set this up, he goes into the breaker room, um, sets apart some wires as well as a ticker so that once the timer stops, we are going to see all the lights go off, pandemonium erupt, um, and we are in a waiting game uh, as such. Uh, there's likely some other stuff that I'm going to plow ahead in this here, but we're going to get to where we you need to get to still. Okay, good. Um, so after creating some uh, that trap later on for who knows what's gonna happen uh, We see more tricks going on in their sleeves where they have the roulette table spinning and hitting all the time right on that one uh, People are getting rather upset because uh, she keeps winning and they keep losing but uh, We're not exactly sure how that one works something to do with the kicking lever to stop the dice from rolling Meanwhile, while she is in the casino Mac is uh, at the uh, hotel rooms where the main bad guy's room is. Now, there's a camera above where he needs to block off the camera using a contraption with a clothes hanger and a mirror so that he can get the guards to come up very quickly. Um, and then, uh, I don't remember why he needs to get the guards uh, to come up quickly, but he does. And he fools them, I tell you. <laughs> After that, uh, once he breaks into the person's room, the bad person's room, uh, he uses some ash from a ashtray from a cigar to find out that there is traps where he can't walk through. So he uses some art decorations to plug the wall and then all the lights going through it. You kind of have to see it to understand it. Um, and holy smokes, unbelievable trick that was, Mac. 
Uh, later on, he gets in, but he realizes that it's a fake door where the safe is going to be, and he needs a special code to get in. So he releases the bird inside of the cage or from outside of the cage, and then that makes a bunch of sounds. Security guards come up, and while the guy is up there, the bad guy, he's like, let me go check out my stuff. I might as well I'm here. So he goes inside the room, and he finds out that to make this uh, code go off, you just need to make four sounds. Once they all leave, Matt grabs four glasses of wine, pours four glasses of wine, and does that thing where he rubs his finger over top of it, and then it makes the sound that goes, Aah! and then they all open, then he has all the diamonds. Now, at the same time, the ticker goes off, and then it's complete pandemonium, and everyone's losing it, and she's claiming that everyone's cheating at the tables, uh, but eating ain't cheating, so we're not too worried about that. Meanwhile, Mac gets all the diamonds from inside of the vault and puts them down into the storm drain and then it goes down and then they have to steal a car and they throw them in the back of the car and then the car falls out of the plane and woo that's it that's time no more that was great I yeah think we, th there was a commercial I, sorry go on I was gonna say I think we cut it at 22 minutes like just 20 just 22 minutes no matter what like regardless yeah. of commercial break, okay, that's fair. I must have I must have missed the commercial that's break. That's fair. I watched it. I'm like, yeah, and now he's easy. Yeah, just halfway through the episode. Yeah, because this on. this show I find is very like inconsistent with their commercial breaks. Okay, it's that's been fine. Like, hey, folks, yeah. we're learning. This is a brand new show for us too. We didn't have an opening gambit for the first time. We didn't yeah, have ten minutes to kill on a fun, uh, fun. You know, he's escaping. Kind of thing. Uh, so we're learning as we go here, folks. But that was it. So tune in to uh, next week. Man, we got episode 106. How much was the budget for that last shot, though, where the car goes that out That was of the plane? huge. That was huge. Yeah. The, well, you can't talk about it anymore. So. Yeah. Uh, you'll have to watch it. You'll see, have to check I, it out. You probably don't because I gave such a really good explanation. Well, that's the thing. You know, I mean, uh, I think a lot of people really do enjoy, you know, uh, a lot of positive feedback for, about the Night Rider segment, you know, uh, the Nightcap. And now, of course, moving to the MacGyver and Fiverr. Uh, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Of course, you know, um, we haven't done a uh, movie review show in a while. You under The Shining? That, once I finish that it? old uh, That old theme is just sitting on the shelf, as it were. It was one of, our, it was one of the 2C's uh, better theme songs, I gotta say. We could do The Shining, but I feel like that one's pretty... It's too good. <clears throat> it's a you good I mean? one. Because we kind of... We want, we want something bad. Well, and well, except for Shark Tale. Good point. That deserved more Oscars than it got. Honestly, it only had one Oscar. Finding Nemo can go fuck itself. <laughs> finding Nemo can go fuck. Finding Nemo can go fuck itself. Yeah, fuck itself. <laughs> well, that's good Ugh. stuff, Cam. Want to play another game? Yeah. No, I'm done with games. Okay, I Cam. I gotta get serious. Let's play a game then, right. shall we? Uh, hey. I think okay, it's about so. time that we play uh, Cam. This is a game for you to play. Of course, we're talking about a little bit of Wheel of Death. Death. Here's how it's going to work. We spin a wheel. We ask Cam the hot takes. Sometimes he answers them. Oh. Baby. So, of course, uh, this week um, we have, we're pulling up, uh, we're pulling up here. We have Boom Boom Clap Sizzle. Gotta get when, that. You, when you were young, a song by the band The Killers. Uh, R.I.P. Also a, a Christian band. Uh, no, Mormon. 
Mormon. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Chainsaw. And mm-hmm. The Collector, a character performed and acted by Benicio Del Toro. Cam, are you, <laughs> are you ready to spin the wheel? Okay. Why? Well, I, I gotta, uh, I gotta, I gotta come up, I gotta go up with names for these things sometimes. It's more, t- it's more tough than you think. It's more tough than you think. Uh, so let's spin the wheel then, shall we? And we've landed on Boom spinning? Boom Clap Sizzle. Uh, Cam, you know, you're a fan of, uh, you're a fan of music. You're a fan of it all. New Drake albums, new Kanye West albums. You yourself have an opinion. So, Cam, what is your hottest take (laughs) on something music related? Pensive. He's thinking of his answer. He doesn't want it to be a a bad one. My hottest take on something music related. Um... Hmm. Really, he's really wow. He's really digging in the. Uh, I hope. I hope that's because you're passionate about um, the subject matter. If you don't like pop music, you just like being a hipster. <laughs> there you have it. Anything to back it up? You could. You're, this is what? the floor is yours, Cam. I would say that if you, um, if you're just bluntly like, oh, that album sucks. I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like this because it's pop. You're just trying to be, um, you just like the pride in not being, you like being separate than everybody else rather than what the music is. So if you're like, Bruno Mars sucks, you're like, okay, what what have you liked? It's like, I listen to his album once and it sucks. Everything he does sucks. You are like, I think that you're just trying to be different. That's yeah. my hot take. That's a good point. That's a good point. Hey, Cam, the floor is yours. You can say whatever you want about shit. Cam, you want to spin that wheel a second time here? Yes, sir. We're spinning, baby. We're spinning. We're spinning. We're spinning. We're spinning. We land on R.I.P. Chainsaw. Oh, my God. It's a real big R.E.I.P. Actually, I met um, a guy who the guy who was in charge of the security company at work. Actually, his company is also in charge currently in charge of uh, Chainsaw's uh, security. But it's dead. How could it be? What do you mean? Well, I guess like whatever the company was, or I guess, sorry, whatever the company was before it closed okay. for good, yeah. like, you know, his company was started. Anyways, RIP Chainsaw, folks, if you are from the Kitchener-Waterloo area or you've just attended, uh, I'm sure you have been to or at least heard of Chainsaw, one of Waterloo's student uh, most famous establishments, uh, certainly one of my favorites, I gotta say, because it is every single night karaoke cam um what is your go-to karaoke song you want to impress a group of people you want to look good out there uh you know you don't want to do something to be too difficult uh you know to make you look bad cam what are you going with give me some go-tos uh i haven't done much uh karaoke i don't think i've actually ever done karaoke you've never gone up on stage I've never gone up on stage, but I think if I were to choose one quickly to get the people fired up, it would probably be Cherry Pie by Warrant. I feel like that's a good one. <laughs> that's, a, that's your choice. I'll take that. Cherry Pie Cherry Pie has a classic classic known uh she's my cherry pie. Cherry's not a cherry's not a euphemism for anything. Uh how's the verse go? She, uh, that's what the karaoke thing's for. Oh, that's what the screen. <laughs> that's what the screen is for. So you don't want to sing a song that everybody knows all the words to. You want to know. Uh, you want to sing a song that people know some of the words to. Uh just the chorus. Yeah, I mean, like I can. 
you know, I could pick ones that everybody's doing, but the show's about me, right? And then just get the energy up. That really would. It would fire you up. You know, any song from an 80s hair metal band is going to bring the energy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Cam, you want to spin the wheel one more time? Let's do it. Let's spin it. There's only two options on this wheel right now, so I guess it's 50-50. It's going to be anything, and you have landed on The Collector, a character played by the actor Benicio Del Toro. Okay. Honestly, the hardest part is finding uh, the hardest part is finding the names of <laughs> what to name things. So, Cam, you um, you know, you've moved into a a bit of a bigger place. You know, you're sitting in a nice kind of like basement office right now. You have you have a large family room, a guest room. Hell, Cam, you have space and stuff for things. So, Cam, uh, my question for you is: If you had the space and the money, what is the one thing that you would like to collect? Bicycles. <laughs> Like elaboration. <laughs> elaboration. I wish I I would want more bikes because I have a few, but I'd like to, one for like every different occasion. Like I'd like a the bike that that has not come in yet, even though I bought it on February first. Yeah, thanks Eastside Bicycles out of Kitchener, Ontario. Shout out to That's Eastside right. Bicycles out of Kitchener, Ontario. Yeah, you fucking do you even know how shipping works? It doesn't take a year. Um, so that's one. Uh, but then like I want a downhill bike. And probably more tools too. I would just like to have a really nice tool shop. Okay, so maybe yeah, something like bikes. You know, you you, you if you had bikes, I feel like you would want the space to have all the bikes stored properly, the area Correct. where you can repair the bikes. Which I do now, but like I'd like to have it nicer. You you would like a nicer, larger facility <laughs> to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's Which what... I kind of do. It's just uh, I don't know. Just I I'd like to make it better with cool lights and shit. And I'd like to have one of those garages when I I open it up and there's people walking down the street. They're like, "Holy shit! Is that a 2002 uh, Team Canada gold medal poster?" And I'm like, "You damn right it is." Like, how long have you had that for? You're like, I don't know. <laughs> I I got it. I got it about 2008. 2001. <laughs> Yeah, well, I just love, you know, I mean, for for Joe Sackick to humbly give his number to Steve Eiserman, and then he that takes, was a story of a honestly, one of the most memorable uh, Canadian sports moments of all time. There you have it, though. That's how you play the wheel. You put it on the spot, and you've got to answer them. God some damn Some neon flights, too. Maybe like a grosh neon light. Oh, yeah. It can only be grosh. Cheers. Grosh. Yeah, cheers. Stuff like that, you know? Hell, man. Yeah, I know. You want you want to collect shit. It's okay. Everybody wants to collect shit. We don't have to be these Mary Kondo minimalists. No. I mean, if you're in Toronto, you kind of do. That's why I said, you know, you have the space. The space is, yeah. uh, you know, the operative word there. And that's how you play. I don't, that, I don't live in that rat hole. That's how you play the wheel of death. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's should we plow ahead to our final game of the evening? Oh, final game of the evening, Cam. Yeah. Of the evening, of the morning, of the morning, of, of the, the middle board, day. Yeah. I mean, really, it could be at any time, any time of day. If people listen to this podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it is weird to think that. It is weird. I like to I like to pretend that they're waiting up all night. And then they just click on our thing as soon as they see it pop up at 12.01 on Monday. They're like, oh my god, it's out. I can't wait. 12.01 Monday morning. This show drops. 
drops. Honestly. But of course, if Cam's talking about our final segment of the day, uh, then you must be talking about one thing and one thing only. And he says a little round of headline or asinine. Hey. Hey. Uh, like we've said before, much of this show revolves us looking on the internet, uh, and then creating segments out of it, and this will be no different. We're looking online for, uh, stories that could be real or could be not, and it's up to us to figure out which one is which. Uh, Cam, you kick this one off. All right. Man pees and ejaculates from anus because of simple procedure. Man pees and ejaculates from anus through a simple procedure. Okay. Um, this almost sounds like an ad. Like, hey, do you want to shit, piss, and come from the same hole? It's a simple procedure. I, you know, this almost sounds like it's something like, you know, they're trying to entice us to do so. Because honestly, like... You know, if they all, if everything's got to come out, it might as well come out all, all in one place. The peeing from your butt would feel weird. Um, and the coming from your butt just wouldn't be practical. How are you supposed to? I thought the whole thing was that you were supposed to get up there, you know, to, 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 for the seed. Uh, but it makes sense. I feel like the components are inside the body that you can just kind of flip it around and have it come out the butt. I don't know why you would want to. And like when you, like, you know, when you pee, oh, it would feel weird. Uh, but Cam, like we talked about the other week, you know, you have, you may have suspect internet history, uh, certainly when it comes for looking for, uh, the deepest part of rivers or of lakes. Uh, so I'm going to say that's a headline. That is a headline. Uh, and this is out of a unknown patient coming out of Texas who had a procedure done, uh, with the use of a catheter which caused something called a fistula. Now, fistula is an opening between the prostate and rectum. So this happened a few years ago, and then he went to the hospital recently complaining of testicular pain and testicular swelling in the left testicle. Oh, is that, is Man, that yours? do I know something? Yeah, is this my story? <laughs> this is, this, this Wait, is my story. Are you a lefty or a righty? I'm a righty. Okay. <laughs> um... So he had a defect in his rectal wall, a possible urinary tract infection, and an abnormal opening, which is the fistula, which was causing basically the pipes to get mixed up. So when he was taking uh, peas, they were coming from his butt, and they would have semen as well as feces in it. Um, and they actually haven't fixed it. They kind of just say, like, yeah, I guess this, this, uh, this works. Sorry. Uh, you probably won't have kids, though. So a little bit of a curious case of uh, Benjamin Button-esque, uh, just with uh, a little bit of pipes crossing, though. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, you know, it's all, it's all pipes. I did find it funny in the article, though. They did mention that, like, he did have somewhat of a history of drug abuse. Uh, but then they're just like, he was once in the hospital because he was intoxicated. Of course, with doing one of those like, uh, cocaine tampons, right? You put cocaine on a tampon, shove it up your butt. Ooh. I'm talking Fridays. Hey, Cam, I have a headline. Uh, I got one here for you. Headliner asked, nice stray dog crashes wedding and gets adopted by the by, by the bride and groom. Oh, this sounds like such a nice story that you'd see shared by my grandma on Facebook. Um, yeah, I'm going to say it's one of those places like Greece or something where there just seems to be like dogs everywhere. 
And I'm going to say these people did a wedding outside, like they're not from there. So they're not used to having stray dogs around. And then they're like, does anyone have any objections? And then a dog runs in and I go, Riff! and they're like, uh oh. And then, you know, the theme music kicks on. They're like, and it's two season a pod, two season a pod. They get in a dog and they get in a dog with the kisses of hers and hers and his. Two season a pod. Anyway, um, yeah, so I imagine that's how it, it all happened. And then they're like, we're going to keep the dog. Yeah. Super sweet story, though. Cam, it's or a headline. Just, yeah, I was going to say, I hope you're not making this. That would be a weird one to make up. That would be a weird one to make up. I didn't think it was a little funny story, though. It's a story out of Brazil. You're right. We're newlyweds. Uh, Marilia and Mateus uh, Pirioni uh, were just beginning their ceremony when a stray dog wandered uh, into the ceremony and just flat out laid on the bride's dress. Guests tried to shoo away the dog, but he didn't want to leave. And right when the bride was about to walk down the aisle, the dog came up to her and laid down right beside her. Uh, Marilia, who is an animal lover, didn't seem to mind at all. The dog stayed for the ceremony and part of the reception, even being fed a little meal from the leftover food. Uh, but to everyone's surprise, at one point in the evening, the dog just slipped away and the couple was worried they would never see him again. But of course, that didn't stop the newlyweds from making the first their first big decision as husband and wife, which is to find the dog and adopt him. It took them about a week looking for the dog before they found a Facebook post alert, alerting him to their whereabouts, or sorry, alerting them to his whereabouts. And when they were reunited, they felt compelled to welcome the dog into their home and into their hearts. Oh, so sweet. Just before you say that, though, when it comes to the dog, didn't actually have, he didn't specifically interrupt the wedding when it said, uh, you know, does anyone have uh, any objections? But I got to say, this happened for the very first time in like five years of working. There was a wedding ceremony, and it was in a room where there's stained glass on the ceiling. Okay, and the sun shines through. And this priest, it was, it was a bit of a different, it was a bit weird. But um, at one point, so he says, you know, is anybody, blah, 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 speak now, forever hold their peace. And it just so happened that in the back of the room, some dude was like, and his wife were pointing up towards the ceiling. And I could see them clearly just looking at the stained glass. Clearly just like, ooh, look at that. Ooh, look at that. And the yeah. pas- the priest caught them from the back from the front of the room being like, Do I see a hand back there? And then oh, no. all, all the heads turn around and they're just, oh no, I was pointing at the stained glass. And the the priest said, Okay, well, I I need to give you five seconds to give your reason. Don't say anything if it was an accident. Like this guy was like taking his job like way, way, way too seriously. But (laughs) I have never seen an accidental, I've seen a groom run back down the aisle, but I've never seen an accidental uh, objection. I'm sure I've told that one. No, so a Jewish wedding, uh, there's a stage and his parents are there and then she comes down the aisle her parents are also on the stage. They're holding hands in the middle, kind of, with the officiant there. And then I hear him, he kind of mutters something to her. And then lets go of her hands, turns to face the audience, and says, I'm sorry, I need a minute. This is a lot to process. Exact words. And then he Whoa. just walks off the stage and right back down the aisle and out of the room. And I re- <laughs> So I'm st- we're all sta- standing there like, Jesus Christ, never seen this before. And there's like a string quartet that was, you know, they were playing the entrance music and all that shit. And they look at me and they're like, what do we do? Like, I don't they're know. They're like, keep rolling. Play something. So, of yeah, course, like, they do you know cherry pie? 
<laughs> so they start playing All You Need Is Love by the Beatles, a classic song to sing after a uh, groom walks down back down the aisle. And like I poke my head out of the room and the groom is kind of on the ground, like sitting on the ground, like against the wall, kind of like head between his knees. Uh, the dad's there with like a big glass of whiskey. He eventually comes back. Uh, and the ceremony happens without a hitch, but then nobody brings it up for the rest of the night. And I just want to know how that conversation went. Oh, I'm sure it got brought up in small conversations. Oh yeah, imagine that. It wasn't like no one's gonna say anything. Like, like nobody brought it up that? in the spe- like. I thought the best man of the speech yeah. would have been like, "Hey, check out this fucking guy." Like <laughs> he walks this away. Guy he doesn't want to bury this girl. He walked out on her. Yeah, yeah. The only time I've ever seen it though, um, I would love to see it again. Like a runaway bride situation. I would so love. Then he came. He came back and he was like, "Sorry, guys, I just forgot my pills." I would love maybe a situation them. where during you know the the bride and groom's like speeches, you know, at the end of the night, I would love for maybe the bride to turn to the groom and say something like, "I've never loved you." Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been sleeping. I've been sleeping. I've been sleeping with your dad. I've been sleeping with your dad for the last six months. Like I, you know, some more, some real Maury shit. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid of spider webs, but not spiders. I'm afraid of spider webs. The song uh, sung by No Doubt. Uh, look, whenever that song comes Please on, play I just it. freak out. I just freak out. Wow, what an irrational fear. Sorry, rational fear. Cause I feel the same way. Amen. All right, headliner asked on camp. Three people were shot at Pennsylvania baby shower after an argument over gifts. <laughs> Yeah, people are definitely getting shot. I'm trying to think what kind of an argument, like... Yeah, like, arguing at a family get-together. Like, I've never argued at a family get-together. I remember one time my stepsister was pissing me off, and I kind of, like, clapped at her a bit. But never, like, an argument where you're like, no, you're wrong, and I am right. I wonder what the argument could have been about. Like, maybe somebody bought a gift that was outside of the price range you know kind of like the whole family agreed they're like hey 50 bucks max and then somebody shows up with like a 200 dollars you know it looks a lot better it's much nicer and then we're like what the hell we all agreed on a price um i i i i was hoping you said baby shower i'd be hoping you know they're arguing like oh well i think it's gonna be a boy well i think it's gonna be a girl well we shouldn't gender babies and then these three people are just arguing about what, like, sex they think the baby's gonna come out. Um, the sad reality is, though, that, like, this shit happens all the time in the States because they're all a bunch of fucking low-life degenerates. Uh, shout Every out shout out to single... all the slobs down there in the States, though, by the way. Yeah, uh, love you guys. Love you guys, but the rest of you are just fat, ugly, dumb, stupid people who gave Gun us tokens. Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. Now you can fuck off. Um, this is a headline. Correct. Um, yeah, we're not going to put anyone else on that list. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this was a, oddly enough, this was at a volunteer fire department where they were holding a baby shower, just kind of an interesting place, where 25 people, family, friends, were at the venue. Oh, boy, sorry. Ah! Hey, God! Where, um, (laughs) it doesn't have the details on what happened exactly, but started out with words and then got escalated to a physical fight and then someone had to bring out their nine millimeter fire some shots in the air and then three people were injured by it a 23 year old man a 19 year old woman and a 16 year old boy 
And that's why you don't bring guns to a baby shower. Guys, 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 stop bringing guns to baby showers. Leave the guns at home. Unbelievable. Okay, I've got another headline here for you. Headliner Asinine, woman fakes her own wedding to get back at ex-boyfriend. Ooh, I hope she got some good Instagram pictures because I bet she did. I bet she spent so much money on it, too, to get, like, a professional photographer. Um, and I bet she did some some shit that just made it too obvious that it was fake. Like, sent him an invite or something like that, but did it on a day where it was, like, there was obviously not a wedding happening that day. It's, like, it's at 6 a.m. on Tuesday, tomorrow. So, but... RSVP. Um, so I think she probably did some crazy shit, and that's what blew her cover. And then just hired uh, people to sit around, which is like super. I hope I hope it wasn't friends of hers. I hope she hired like actors because man, imagine asking your friends like, "Can you sit and pretend that we're having a wedding here?" It's it's for a prank. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think that's what she did, and that's that's a headline. Cam, this is a headline here for you. This is a story out of Frankfurt, Germany. We're in an incredibly desperate attempt to make her ex-boyfriend jealous. Uh, A 24-year-old woman faked an elaborate wedding to get revenge on her ex-boyfriend. The video she posted online already has 1.8 million views. Uh, The woman's named Sarah Villard. So I said 24, um, who hired a fake groom for the day, rented a beautiful venue, got all of her friends to act as bridesmaids, hired photographers, and even posted the photos everywhere uh, that she knew her ex would see them. Her and her former fiancé split in 2019 after they were planned to be married in 2020. Um, and I guess, you know, your question would be have to be, right, well, did your plan work? You're to get revenge at your ex-boyfriend, and hell yeah, it worked. The former fiancé responded to her, believing that she was cheating on him for the entire duration of their relationship, and didn't understand how she could commit herself to somebody new so quickly. Um, comments on the video itself range from everything fr- from the highest you go girl praises to the ultimate lows of you've unlocked a new level of petty congrats uh villard is apparently happy with the results either way she had a fun time planning the event with her friends and says that she can now relax and focus on herself yeah yep i'm sure that's uh that's not that's not a red flag for me <laughs> yeah 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 so have you ever so you say yourself you know you're dating have you ever been married before uh no but i did once fake a wedding it's a back. long story. It's a long story. I won't bore you with the details, but yeah, I got him good. Uh, all right, cameras. Woman sues her gynecologist of nine years after discovering she's his biological daughter. Huh, okay. She's his biological daughter. Okay, okay, sorry. I thought it was the other way around for a second there. Um... Yeah, that would that this sounds like a this sounds like a good small town thing. You know, like small towns they never leave. 
So then the chances of that is so, like, you know, if you if you bo- were born and raised in fucking Guelph, now you live in Toronto, and that, that and then you know, then you're gonna call it that. That's super rare. But this is gonna be the same small town fuckville United States, uh, like the type of you know the type of area that would you know be a regular on the Maury show. Because remember, sometimes these women are testing nine, ten, eleven men. Not even finding the uh, the father of their child. You know, imagine that. Just 11 dudes coming inside of you within of a one-month span. That's the craziest part. Anyways, uh, we, I could talk about Maury all day. Um, but I'm going to say that this is possible. It's possible that it could happen. And I think uh, at that point, the trauma will just set in that your dad has been inside your pussy. So you might as well just keep doing it. You know, it's more difficult to just find somebody else. And Thanksgiving dinners will never be the same. Uh, that's asinine. This is a headline. Damn it. And this is not out of the boonies, Cam. This is out of New York City. Where, and yes, we're going to name drop, Dr. Morris Wartman of Rochester, New York. Uh, I'm sure you'll have your license revoked. Actually, probably. I don't think so. Oh, actually, they didn't. Oh, he, it's oh. not malpractice. It is malpractice because what he did was uh, he was saying, he's a fertility doctor as well, that he was getting sperm samples and putting them in ladies, but they were his sperm samples and putting them in ladies. (laughs) So he's a piece of shit all across the board. Yeah. So he did that 35 years ago. um, And then everyone was like, because they didn't know that that was the case. Everyone's praising this doctor like, oh, we're so happy he helped our mother conceive. Like, it took so long. And he's like, oh, he's a great doctor. He's be your gynecological doctor. And now she's claiming that uh, he's performed breast and pelvic examinations, discussed the plantic safe sex drive and similar personal issues. And it's just kind of fucked up that uh, he was, imp- I mean, it's just one of those weird, like, oh, you're doing this to your daughter, but also, why are you getting women pregnant with your own, you know, supply? Well, yeah, right? the, the sex... Never so smoke wait, your own supply. Did he know that it was his daughter? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 it's fucked. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah. if he... Without, I mean, obviously, without the second, without the impregnating women with your own sperm, that's weird, but, like, it, you know, if you didn't know that it was your daughter, but, yeah, that's creepy. Creepy. Yeah, that's creepy. Watch out there, folks. Uh, do you know who your dad is? Let us know. Twoseasonapod at gmail.com. Cam, I have one final headline here for you. Are you ready for it? Yes. Headliner asked nine. Fashion designer called out for cultural appropriation over their $1,100 sweatpants. Ooh, cultural appropriation questions. Uh, what a great topic because they all seem to be a little bit of fluff. Um,. Yeah, $1,100 for sweatpants. They better be drippy as hell. I bet they're Gucci, and they probably have, like, an African flag on them or something like that. But it was a white lady wearing them. Um, But it was definitely, like, Versace or something like that. But someone got a little bit upset because she was wearing them in the white neighborhood and then she walked in to go get coffee and someone's like you know those are cultural appropriation and she's like no it's not and then she took a photo of it and then it blew up online and then people on facebook are really mad about it so that's my guess they're gucci sweatpants with something to do with africa on them headline Cam, this is a headline here for you. The story's a little bit different, though. This is a story uh, from the band uh, Balenciaga. 
Who oh, Balenciaga. Balenci oh, Balenciaga. Sorry, it's not Wingardium Leviosa. Uh, they made a pair of sweatpants that are selling for $1,190, uh, with a few black history experts claiming the pants are crossing a line into cultural appropriation. The sweatpants feature a sewn-in band at the top of the pants, which makes it look like a pair of boxers. So when the pants naturally look like sweatpants, which have been pulled down a bit. Um, it was first noticed by a TikTok account who posted that uh, looking at them felt racist, but they didn't know how. It wasn't until Marquita Gamage, who is the professor in African studies at California State University, go sharks, uh, saw the pants and felt disturbed, saying that it's an exploitation of black culture with the hopes of securing major profits. Uh, while the look of the sagging pants with boxers poking out the top has been, uh, of course, you know, it's popularized in hip hop music film the culture right the style has also been used to criminalize black americans which often results in in the imprisonment of the group when asked about the pants the designer said that many of their wardrobe pieces combine different styles into a single garment uh it's totally true though i uh, know white people wouldn't pull down their pants uh to look cool if it wasn't done before them well you know, you, you can't celebrate it because so, if you celebrate it, then it's cultural appropriation. But if you don't celebrate it, then you're racist. Just go so. the old-fashioned way. Get a pair of sweatpants from Old Navy. Pull them down around your ass. No one's going to care. Anyways. You know, that's also exploitation of black culture. You can't do at that. At least Old Navy culture. Uh, that's yeah. all the time that we have on this week's podcast here, folks. Hey, thanks for listening. Remember, you can rate, like, subscribe. The show is everywhere. We would love to hear from you. Tune in next week. Uh, episode 7 of MacGyver's coming up this week. 6. 6. And we are uh, slowly chugging our way, only you know, a few months uh, away from that big episode 100. Can't wait. Let's see if we can do it live. Amen. All right. All right. And folks, never forget, speaking of Brad Pitt, the only movie he's ever cried at, How to Train Your Dragon. I'm Cam LeClaire, signing mm -hmm. off. Take care, folks. Continuing tonight on two season of pod ninety six point seven on your two season a pod 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 two season just like two season a pod two season because we're two season a pod two season just like two season a pod two season a pod at gmail.com